and welcome to a bonus episode of Save Your Sorry. We normally tell you about the rise and fall of your favorite or least favorite celebrities. Today is going to be a little different. I'm your host, Jose, with my co-host, Katrina Rochelle. Katrina, do you want to tell them what we're doing today? Don't mind if I do. Uh, so for today, oh, let me re- restart. So for today. Not today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was a weird ass little phrase. For today. <laughs> so for today, uh, I'll be covering our first uh, bonus episode. And I kind of just decided on like, let me, let me, let me see a theme. And uh, I got my theme when Jose texted me this morning. Uh, so in previous episodes, if you've listened to us, we have talked about how one thing that we really do value, me and Jose, is like loyalty. Correct, Jose? Correct. And so when we were uh, texting this morning, I had totally disregarded my original topic and just decided, let's go with loyalty in the theme of entertainers and their spouses. So we're going to be talking about a couple of cheating scandals, if you don't mind. Oh, cheater, cheater. Pumpkin eater. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know if that's a bad thing. I wonder if it was like, it was pumpkin like bad in the back in the days. Like, why was that like a phrase? But anyway, just wonder. Yeah, like poor people with pumpkins, maybe. I know, right? Like they used to give the slaves all the bad pieces of meat. <laughs> and, then we, and then we turned it out. It was like crazy. Right, and then pumpkin, oh, you bet you eat pumpkin. And they started making pumpkin pie. And it was like, this ain't no punishment for you fucking cheater. Or it could just be a cute little thing. Or that. Or that, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, we've talked about in the past, loyalty is something that we value, something that we appreciate, something that we require in all of our ships, meaning relationship, friendships, acquaintanceships, business relationships, all the like. So the first entertainer that I am going to be talking to you about is Mr. Tiki Barber. Uh, Just hearing the name, is that familiar to you at all? I don't know. Not at all. Okay, I didn't think so, but I thought I'd try it out. So I named this segment. It's called Dinner for Two. Psych, no dinner for you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, So Tiki Barber was basically uh, a football player. Um, He used to play for the New York Giants, uh, went to the University of Virginia, where he met his uh, soon-to-be wife and sweetheart, Virginia Shea Che. She's of Asian descent and is uh, is spelled C-H-A. Not 100% sure, honestly. Uh, But uh, her name is Virginia. Uh, They shorten it by calling her Jenny, you know, spelled with the G. And so they um, are college sweethearts and they end up getting married. Tiki Barber ends up getting drafted by the Giants and he plays there for the next 10 or so seasons. Tiki and Virginia get married. And uh, Tiki retires from the New York Giants in 2006, where he takes his football knowledge and his charisma of being a football player and decides to translate that into a TV career, Uh, basically wanting to be a reporter, broadcaster, I think Today Show and all those other people. Correct? Okay. But you you got the picture is what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So throughout the marriage, uh, Tiki and Virginia had some children. They uh, first had AJ, which is Tiki Jr. Because Tiki's uh, name is pronounced at 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 Tikim. 
I'm sorry. I fucked it up. But he he has his first son, AJ, who, who has his namesake. Then he has another son, Chasen, in 2004. And then he has two twin daughters, Riley and Ella. A point to notice that Tiki himself is a twin. And his twin's name is Rondé or Rondi. Okay. Um, so twins run in the family. As a successful football player, you know, you're being out there in your face. Obviously, you're going to have fans and you're going to have people pulling at your uh, focus. And there was no different from Tiki. But uh, everybody kind of knew him as a family man. Throughout his whole career, he was basically in a solid relationship. Um, he used to blow kisses to his wife when he got touchdowns. He was like really seen as a real big family man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I can see that, I guess. So back when he retires in like 2006, 2007, or after the 2006, 2007 football season, NBC takes him on as a TV correspondent. And um, he's trying to further his uh his TV career, but also like show that he's a, a real journalist. Like he's not just a football player. He can, he actually can report the news. He has journalistic integrity and all that. And one of the people he ends up meeting at uh, NBC is a woman or a young lady, Tracy Lynn Johnson, who is around 21, 22 years old. Tiki is about 35, 36 and she's an intern working for NBC. Sounds like trouble. Sounds like something's brewing, if you ask me. I'm just saying. Tracy Lynn? Mm, them Tracy Lynn's is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, it was announced in April of 2010 that after 11 years of being together, Tiki and Jenny were going to separate. They were... Um, ending their marriage. It w- came to such a shock because at this time, um, Jenny's like pregnant with twins. Like I said earlier, she gave birth to two, uh, two twin girls, Riley and Ella. This is during that pregnancy. I think she's like four or five months actually. And then what really becomes a big scandal is later in that same month where it was just reported that they were separating and that this was just a hard decision, but amicable, uh, not amicable amicable (laughs) that um he had been seen with tracy all over new york in the last few months all the way to the year before so before Uh, and during while jenny's pregnant yes like the new york post basically reported that in the same month of april they reported that uh he was leaving his wife for this blonde intern And that they had been seen all the way to the year before when he was going out for like reporting jobs on the Vancouver Olympics. She was seen with him when she when he was traveling down during the filming of the documentary before his divorce was ever announced. She was seen with him. And it was like everybody's putting these things together like this married man is seen with this woman a lot. And then all of a sudden he's announcing that he's divorcing his wife. And then even more was concerning was that apparently even Tracy Lynn's people were kind of giving everything the side eye. It was reported that her um, her father, Ernest, and her aunt were kind of like wondering, like, Tracy, why are you why are you always with this man? Why are you always at his house? And uh, it was said that, uh, like, according to the New York Daily News, that Tracy, Tracy Lynn was just like, 
I'm babysitting his kids. You know, he needs somebody to watch his kids. That's why I'm out. That's why I'm with him and and at his house so much. I'm nothing weird is going on. I'm just I'm just basically almost like a live-in babysitter type of thing. But she was already an intern. That's what I'm saying. So she was she she's making good money. She's just trying to hold off her family and knowing all her business. Where was she making money as an intern? I mean, I didn't mean to say make, she was making money, but basically this I feel like it was a way of her saying that this was a way she was making extra money. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't, it didn't say she was a paid or unpaid intern, but as you know, interns don't get paid much when they do get paid. Also, I'm not just defend cheaters, but I think it's really low ball when you cheat on your pregnant wife. Like I feel like if your wife is sick or pregnant or anything like that, that's just like really low ball to me. Oh, I agree. But you know, uh, I, Cheating involves a lot of selfishness. Yeah. So it's usually they're they're not thinking about the the pregnancy of their wife and what they're going through and all that. They're just thinking about, you know, their own needs. <laughs> I was trying to soften it, but that's never <laughs> what it is. <laughs> um, and so then that's when it, uh all hell breaks loose. Tiki at this time was working as like a part-time today show corresponder as well as working with NBC's Sunday Night Football. And after this came out, um, I don't know if today's show dropped them all together or they just let his contract run out. But the football contract definitely did not. They declined uh, to write up another contract, basically, because of public outrage and everybody being like, OK, you're cheating. You're, it seems like you're just cheating on your pregnant wife and you're leaving her for a younger uh, woman while Y'all, y'all have four kids together now. And so they just uh, wanted to cut ties with him and he didn't uh, have that job anymore. You and, think that's right? Oh, that was one of the things I was actually going to bring up when I thought about bringing up another person. But yeah, I don't, here's the thing. He's, sometimes I think it matters, sometimes it doesn't. In this case, he's a journal journalist, kind of sort of TV corresponder, Reporting to the people, uh, I could play devil's advocate and see why it matters and see why it doesn't. What what do you think? I think that if she wasn't pregnant, I don't think the outrage would have been as big. I think it's his personal life. I don't I think it's something between him and his wife and now this other woman. I don't think it should affect his job. Okay, so this is what I want to I got a question. So what should the media do if they're catching him in, what do you want to say, possibly inappropriate uh, situations? Should they just implore him to cheat better or should they just turn their back and not involve themselves? They should tell him, keep that of the public eye. And if that's not what they want for their image and pretty much just release a statement saying that's his personal life. Mm. I see what you're talking about, but yeah, public opinion plays a big factor because the thing is you could say that. And what if today says that, or Monday, Sunday football night, whatever says that. And then they just get this oncoming crash of um, criticism and uh, blowback because this is what they're showing that they, they represent. 
not showing that they represent, but basically they're keeping this person who may not be a bad person, but because of what they just did, they are now the sole representation of disloyalty or infidelity. And if you keep somebody like that, that's what you stand for. I get where the company. You think you should stay strong on that? No, I get where the company is coming from. Like, let's just drop them because it's not worth the outrage over it. But I don't think people have a right to be mad about it. Mm, okay. it's it's not your relationship mind your business that is true i get you i get but you i feel like that might be an unpopular opinion but i think it's oh well i, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's both a popular and an unpopular opinion depending on who you're talking about because i feel like everybody says that but then when it's somebody they really like or they really don't then the justification gets very much blurred so that's why i feel like I that is true i can't comment on it because i am a prime example of staying strong and yeah that's not my business but also wiltering and wilting when it's when it's my fave i yeah i think he's a scumbag if he just you know for cheating i i don't think you should cheat in a relationship but i also don't think it's anyone's business Mm, yeah i get you i mean unless he's out there you know abusing women or something which this does not seem the case no he just abused her trust yeah <laughs> all right so uh but tiki and tracy they must have honestly found something and kept them together um tiki says while he was going through this you know uh fallout from the public and losing contracts and whatever that he has a girlfriend that loves me very much and is helping me get through this, which no offense, she's the reason why you're going through this. So I would hope that she's helping. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they, uh, Tiki and uh, Jenny, I'm gonna just refer to her as Jenny, Virginia. Uh, Jenny go through with their their divorce proceedings. It takes about two years to get through all the settlements and all that. There's even a rumor that, um, because I told you Tiki retired from football in 2006, 2007. So there was even a rumor that in 2010, 2011, he tried to come out of retirement uh, for the sole purpose of helping like fund his divorce. Uh, Of course, his agent and him came out and said that that's not true, but uh, and that him trying to get out of retirement wasn't about money at all. But um, it could be, I mean, that's a possible, I mean, if you think that you can get a, a decent check to play a season, I don't see why you wouldn't do it. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out for Tiki because even when the Giants released him and he was able to be picked up by a team, nobody was interested in signing him. So his re-retire dreams kind of, you know, went back. I mean, I'm sure he needed to do something. He was out of a job. Yeah. And I could imagine that. Um, when you're getting a divorce and you start splitting shit up, that 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 salary and all that stuff that you were making, it still looks good, but didn't look as good as it did before. Yeah. So, um, like I said, it takes about two years. Everything's uh, everything gets settled in 20, 2012. And then with um, him being officially divorced from Jenny, that clears the air for eight days later, Tiki to marry Tracy. So Tracy was no longer the babysitter, but officially the stepmother. Oof. It just seems like a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> they were in love. They weren't waiting. 
to be fair, you know, when the headlines do kind of misrepresent it, everything was like eight days after divorce, Tiki marries Tracy. Eight, and it's like, oh shit! But it's like, not. It took about two years to get divorced, so, <laughs> and, and they had they had been together before, so it's like they had some time in whatever. And what's even crazy is, um, so I don't I don't know if this is the year after he divorce, uh, the year after he separates from Jenny, or the year after he's married from Tracy, but basically, T. Barber ends up doing this, um interview with Sports Illustrated, it ends up in a little bit of hot water because he was talking about the fact of during um, him being married and trying to carry on the affair and not get caught by the public or his wife, he was apparently having like a liaison or having rendezvous, whatever you want to call it, at his his lawyer's house in like the basement or the attic or some weird ass place in his lawyer's house, which I didn't know you could use your lawyer's house as a hotel. That's kind of <laughs> rich people got all the benefits. I'll tell you, just call up your lawyer and be like, hey, bro, I need your basement for me and my mistress real quick. But um, he said uh, his his lawyer's name is Mark Leps Selter. And uh, he says Leps Jewish. And when he was uh, m- meeting Tracy in the attic or whatever, he was like, uh, it was like a reverse Anne Frank thing. And they took that quote and they was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You dumb motherfucker. Cheating <laughs> okay. you know, on your wife and hiding in the attic is a reverse Anne Frank thing, you idiot. They was, I, they was on his ass. I think that's the worst part of the story. Yeah, like, why did he say that? And, and Sports Illustrated? Well, I guess if a story's going to fit, it, it should have been in there. Not vanity, not vanity fair. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was an interesting tidbit that I found along the way. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she uh, Tracy becomes a stepmom to um, Tiki's previous, uh, well, Tiki's children in his previous marriage, and then in 2013 she gives birth to her first child, Brooklyn. And then, and three years later, she has, uh, in 2016, she, she gives birth to her second child, uh, Tegan. Um, pretty much the update on them. You don't really hear anything from Jenny. I looked her up and down. That sounds weird. But uh, Jenny ain't on the internet. You know, I hope that she found her real man, man that loves her. But uh, who knows? As for Tracy and Tiki, they're still together till this day. Um, it's even rumored that they might even, or she, might even be a part of the new cast of the Real Housewives of New Jersey, seeing as she was spotted filming some some dinners and some dates with the other girls. Oh, I guess it kind of makes it better, in, at least in public opinion, when they stay with the mistress. It's not like he's That's all over what, town cheating. <laughs> I was about to say, if you don't get therapy and get over it, um, I guess your marriage ending, are you more upset that the mistress relationship lasts forever or that it ends suddenly? I I, I think I would be upset about the. I don't know. I'm, it's kind of, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. I know. You can see it like, okay, they really loved each other and it was this forbidden fruit and they just had to be together and it just happened. Or you can see it as 
he was a whore just sleeping around town if it ends super fast. Yeah. And even, uh, I mean, yeah. I think uh, if you're in a hurt place, though, you would want them to be alone and not happy. That is true. Like, die forever alone. But like I said, if you didn't get there, because I think that after divorces, I mean, really after substantial relationships and you should get therapy, because I think even when unknowingly you go through trauma. But uh, and I have a quote from Tracy back in 2012. Uh, and she she's perfectly fine how things panned out for her. She said, and she and you might be a uh, Tracy and you might be besties. She <laughs> says, the people who keep saying all these negative things about me, they don't know me at all. They just hate their life more. So it's easy for them to hate me instead of dealing with their own problems. I mean, she's trying to true. I was about to say I was mad because she's a little right. <laughs> it is that's that is what out like a lot of that outrage is is that people are upset at what you did, and then some people are just so upset about the reflections that they see in their own life, and so sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with you. It's just what you represent. Yeah, and she represents the Jezebel, who's you know was a home wrecker and all that, and. Mm-hmm. And people ain't fucking with that. I guess you can have your opinions, but like I said, I don't think it should interfere with anyone's job. Yeah. But uh, he bounced back. He's still a TV correspondent with plenty of uh, different networks. He still works with NBC time to time. No, not NBC. He works with uh, CBS. He has like a CBS sports show. Yeah, get so, it right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's still on the airwaves. He still has uh plenty, plenty of avenues of making money. And if Homegirl Tracy gets on the New Housewives of New Jersey, of course they're going to bring up this affair. But she'll be making some bank because we all know the Housewives make decent, decent money on top of all the riches they already have. Ew. So, and they a cute little family. I saw their family pictures. Uh, so we'll see. But they're, but they're happy, they're healthy, they've moved on. And so we shall move on to the next story. Ooh, another one. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so this one is about uh, Mary Louise Parker and Billy Crudup. I named this Crudup more like Root Up. Oh, you should have said Screwed Up. It's your title, though. Crude Up, more like Poo Pooed Up. <laughs> God damn it. I spent at least 20 minutes thinking of what rhymed with crude up and I didn't come up with screwed up and now you didn't piss me off. <laughs> I like these little titles though. Yeah, if only I had another one. <laughs> All right, so. What was the other person's name? Uh, Mary Louise Parker. I was to rhyme something but I can't think of anything. More like Mary Louise Stalker. Oh. That's just the easy one to do. But yeah. Okay, so um, in the 90s, Mary Louise Parker, who is famous in her uh, big roles like uh, Fried Green Tomatoes and then eventually Weeds. Oh, she, I knew I knew that name. Okay. You know what's so crazy? I was like, why did he ask me? I thought you would know her name off the bat because of you being a weed head. No pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, I it sounded familiar, and then I was just thinking of Mary Tyler Moore. 
You watch a show for years and years and don't even remember the star's name. Nancy. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so. (laughs) So, yeah, Mary Louise Parker is known for fried green tomatoes, weeds, red, the red movies, I mean. Oh, I I love the first one. Yeah, you're right. Second one kind of peters out. I still enjoy it, but the first one was great. Yeah. Hella mirroring, girl. Can you better go, girl? Okay, you got to be distracted. <laughs> uh, in the 90s, she was in a long-term relationship with fellow actor Billy Crudup, who was known for some of his big roles like Almost Famous and The Morning Show uh, on Apple TV. I named those two because I looked at his IMBD, and those were the only two I vaguely knew <laughs> of this man. <laughs> He's a handsome man, and he's been in a lot of shit, but nothing I really watch. So um, they have been together for almost 10 years. They say about eight years, actually. Uh, so Mary and Billy have been together for almost 10 years in this relationship that started in the 90s, when in 2003, Parker is seven months pregnant with uh, her and Billy's child when Billy decides to leave her for a different actress, a different ingenue. See, that is what pisses me off. Why during pregnancy? Because that's when you're the most vulnerable, sensitive, and men like to crush you. It, yeah. It, <laughs> it, it's just you can't wait until after pregnancy or before pregnancy, even better, before mm-hmm. you have that child. It's that selfishness, nishnish. I, I wonder if it's just like, you know, they don't want to have sex that much while they're pregnant or don't feel like having it. And they like start to wander. That's what happens when you put sex at number one thing in your life, bro. And you start leaving your pregnant girlfriends and wives for no reason because you feel like you ain't get satisfied enough. If you don't talk yeah. to your woman, she can't be on bed rest. She's growing a cabeza. Okay. I forgot where I was at. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's seven months pregnant when Billy decides to leave her for a different actress, Claire Danes. Claire Danes, who you might know from things like Homeland, uh, the remake, I guess, yeah, the 90s remake of Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio, The Family Stone, and a few other stuff. Now, um, when Billy leaves Mary for Claire Danes, the relationship between Billy and Claire Danes only lasts a few years, about three or four, before she ends up breaking up with Billy and uh, moving on to her future husband, Hugh Dancy. But um, during this time, it was seen as a big scandal. Uh, Even though they weren't married, Billy and Mary were kind of established both in their relationship and in their careers. They were kind of seen as like the cute little adorable couple. They were adding to their family. And so it came to a a shock when all of a sudden Mary was basically dropped. And then you kept seeing Billy and Claire on all the what do you want to call it? Red carpets and all that other stuff. Um, Claire even did a interview with Howard Stern like years later and kind of addressed the relationship saying that she was young. She was 24, kind of madly in love with this man. And even though she saw that he was probably, you know, he was still in the situation with this woman who was pregnant with his child. She felt like she was doing the right thing by moving on in this relationship and that she kind of didn't grasp the consequences of people being of people judging her for being in this relationship because she was just 
following her heart type of thing, which eh, I kind of believe kind of don't. But, you know, only Claire Danes know Claire Danes' heart. What you think? I hear that. She's saying she was in love and she did not want people to be mad at her. But fuck her, because, like, what about Nancy? (laughs) Or whatever her name is, Mary. Yeah, Mary Louise, MLP. Yeah, she was going through it. I mean, she eventually moves on and everything and has her child. And but I did not like that answer. It wasn't an answer. Oh, I was young. I was following my heart. And I didn't know people would be mad at me. But she did not say shit about Mary. Not shit. No, I mean, she kind of views it as she got her comeuppance through the press and the media. And so she. No, did. no, she didn't. She was judged about the relationship. Good. <laughs> Like, but I, I get what you're saying. Is, no, she did her not painting herself as the victim. Yes and no. I don't See, like why that. You got me, why do you got me defending Claire? I don't know. Just be like, I made a mistake. That was it. Her saying I did not expect the backlash of the media and people. Like you were just a hoe your whole life, and then you didn't think that people would be mad at you. She just didn't think she was going to be as judged as harshly as she was. She didn't see the full scope of her consequences. Which, well, I'm glad she was judged. A scarlet letter on her. I think maybe she was maybe hoping that okay, she's in love with this man who did maybe uh, something wrong. If anything, he would take most of the brunt, and she would just be showing that. She's just sticking by her man that she loved. That don't sound good either. No. It does sound all bad. And I don't believe in the... She just didn't want to mention Mary. She just didn't want to mention her and drag it out more, but she wanted to tell her side. She didn't want to mention it either when they were having an affair. I don't like, you know, painting the woman as a homewrecker. I don't like that one bit. And I don't think they should be fired. But I think they should be publicly ridiculed. (laughs) <laughs> you did say scarlet letter <laughs> you but okay what what about billy because billy ain't said nothing much except for you know things happen in life basically i'm not even quoting him because he really didn't even have a quote worthy quote but he's really stayed silent on the whole situation yeah. he's the he's the cheater he's the one who ruffled all these feathers so what what you got to say about billy he wearing an a already... on his chest for asshole he adulterer yeah he should and he's worse too because he had you know his girlfriend at the time was pregnant Uh but the thing that pisses me off is what she said of i did not expect people to get riled up or whatever the fuck she said let's see because i i I feel bad if i'm misquoting her because you are going hard on cd i know and i think i liked her what you watch that got Claire Danes in it? Terminator 3, I think. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. She said, that was a scary thing. That was really hard. I did not, I didn't know. Hard on who? How, I don't know. That's so weird. Hard on her. I don't like that. Yeah, she says, that's a scary thing. Uh, and this is from Vanity Fair. Oh, that's so funny. I mentioned Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair, uh, they know how to handle a scandal. That was a scary thing. The Homeland Star said, carefully of the situation. That was really hard. I didn't know how to not do that. I was just in love with him. And oh, and he was 11 years her senior at this time uh, and needed to explore that. And I was 24. I didn't quite know what those consequences would be, but it's okay. I went through it. She had previously said that, 
was a choice I made to fall in love. It's unpleasant to be cast in such an unflattering role in the tabloids, but I just had to remain steadfast. I was living with the same kind of integrity that I had always lived with. Fuck her. You, like, I get that he's older and everything, and Mm -hmm. maybe there is a power play there or whatever you want to say, but... You know, from an early age, maybe elementary school, when you're dating whoever and they you see them at recess holding someone's hand, you know that's cheating. You know the backlash from it. She mm. she does not get to 24 years. And, oh, I did not know it'd be such a big deal that I slept with a married or not married man. Um, man who had a girlfriend. Dang, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, like I said, that's all clear. Danes has been the one who spoke has spoken the most directly about the situation. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. She should have kept her mouth closed and she should have kept her legs closed. <laughs> Close your legs to, to spousal men who have pregnant girlfriends. Sorry, today was my day off and I just had a lot of coffee sitting around. So maybe I've just worked up. You are a little worked up. I like it. Spicy. It's hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, so um, Billy has just said, you know, things have happened. He's moved on. He's grown up. In 2015, uh, Mary Louise Parker wrote a book called Dear Mr. You, uh, where she doesn't uh, she doesn't speak directly about how uh, Billy left her for Claire. But she basically describes this moment uh, where she's writing a letter to a cab driver that she encountered during this rough patch in her life, we'll say. And uh, basically the outline of the situation is that um, she's heavily pregnant at this time. Like I said, she was seven months when Billy left her. So this has got to be in the seven to eight to nine month uh, when this happened. And she's in uh, she gets a taxi cab to a doctor's appointment that she needs to go to. And uh, getting to this doctor's appointment, apparently this taxi driver was confused Uh foreign or something maybe just didn't know how to get to where she was going and she was getting very frustrated and she started yelling at him like no this isn't the way or what are you doing you're still going the wrong way and something like that and so apparently this causes the taxi driver to to like pull over and basically tell her i i to get out i don't want you and she's like you know you're not the only one like she's saying this to herself because it she's in this rough time in her life like she's just gotten left while she's pregnant and um she tells the um she tells the taxi driver to look at her uh to please look at her tell uh she tells him that she's pregnant um and she's kind of lost and alone and she, nobody's helping her she needs help uh basically the the the, the biggest quote from the excerpt is um i'm trying to get through it but I'm by myself every night and every morning and, um, and no one, nothing helps. I'm sorry. I yelled. I can't get my shoes on anymore, please. I know I am awful. It's been made clear, but look at me, please. Oh yeah. It's so fucking sad. It's just so metaphorical of the journey she's supposed to be taking with him. And then he abandons her. Uh huh. And then she can't even get her shoes on while she's pregnant. And just imagine that you're going to have your kid. It's supposed to be a happy occasion. But if there's still like, you don't heal from that instantly, then, no. you know, she probably wants him in the delivery room because he's the father, but she doesn't want to see him because he's a cheater and he's scum. And because he how he treated her and left her hanging. Because she I can't was... even put her shoes on. 
Yeah. And that's what really kind of got me. Cause here's the thing. Eventually, of course, we know she got her shoes on, but when you, and, and this is still a sad situation, but when you're a single mother, there are certain things I guess you can prepare for on the onset. Um, it's sad it's fucked up. I don't like it, but there's things that you plan on. There's safeguards you can put uh, in place to help you out in the future, uh, helping yourself out, getting ready, doctor's appointments, wick, food, whatever. But when you go into a pregnancy, having a partner for two thirds of that pregnancy and maybe depending on them to help you with other things and you guys having a plan on how you're doing things and then to do, you just be dropped out of the sky, your whole thing gets shifted. Oh, that, that definitely, definitely, I think is a lot, a lot more pain caused than you being single at the, at the start. She was blindsided. Yes. Yes. No time to prepare. Yes. It's just real fucked up. It's real fucked up. Fuck him. Fuck Claire, whatever. (laughs) So yeah, that, uh, that's all that's really been talked about it. They've moved on, you know, um, about four or five years later, Mary Louise Parker ended up um, adopting a little girl from Ethiopia. Uh, like I said before, Claire Danes ended up meeting and marrying her future husband, uh, actor Hugh Dancy. And um, apparently Billy Crudup has been in a committed relationship with Naomi Watts for about four or five years now. So everybody's doing their own thing. Uh, Billy has had many an interview on late night TV talking about him co-parenting with Mary. Uh, she won a award back in 2019 uh, it was the 2019 international women woman of vision awards and crewed up showed his support by uh, being there with uh, their son, uh, William, which is named after Billy, William and Billy, you know, that whole, how that whole thing goes. So uh, they're all good, happy family. Everything that works out ends well, all's well. Uh, but it is a fucked up start. It was definitely a fucked up start. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they're mature enough to co-parent and put the past behind them because, you know, they have to for their child. But oh, yeah, because that's a for-lifer. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I prepared. But I was going to go into the story of how, you know, this topic came to be, which was... <laughs> I was minding my business, laying down into my bed, getting prepared for the show where um, I was actually going to, because we just recently covered Lindsay Lohan. And I was going to base our business, our business, our bonus episode kind of off the child actors thing, which I it still will be upcoming. It'll just be a different episode, of course. But then when you started to talk about unthinkable and how you didn't know it was um, a quote-unquote cheater's anthem. The Alicia uh, Keys song, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Drake wrote that for Alicia Keys, and um, you thought it was just about what the video illustrates, which is a interracial relationship that people will not let go. Well, okay, so I saw the video, of course, so I knew it was like that. And mm-hmm. then I just thought it was about, you know wanting to be with someone maybe taking that chance but i did not connect that it was a cheater song let's look up some of the just for just for entertainment purposes let's look up some of these and see how you couldn't think and so then i was like wait when did she do it with swiss beats 
Mm, the beats of the Swiss and cheese. The timeline was like all connected. I'm like, oh my goodness. This is a cheater song. Mm-hmm. It's it's the unthinkable because you shouldn't be thinking about doing it. Well, now I know that. I still love the song, but. Oh, it's fantastic. Quick story time. The first time I ever heard this song was uh, at my grandparents' house. Me and my sister were staying the night. That's something what we used to do. I have uh, lots of sisters. We'll get into that one day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, me and my sister were staying the night at my grandparents'. And we were on Music Choice. That used to be our thing, like listening to music while we had to clean the kitchen or hanging out or whatever. And this beautiful, melodic voice of Alicia Keys came on. And here's where I'm at in my life, both now and then. Alicia Keys, wasn't, she wasn't pulling me, you know? Her last big song was, uh, or last album I bought was As I Am. And even then, that wasn't my favorite. And she came out with the try sleeping with a brilliant hot. You know, that was cool. But that, that wasn't mine either. So when Unthinkable came out, I was like, oh, shit. I listened. I shit you not. I was listening to Unthinkable in the kitchen with Trisha at my grandparents. And she was shitting on this song. She's <laughs> like, oh. This, whatever, it's Alicia Keys. Because everybody knew I was obsessed with Alicia Keys. Uh-huh. And I was just like, you know, it's cool. And then I went upstairs and listened to it 20,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> now, eventually she came around to it. But I, sometimes I just know instantly when I hear a song that it's just going to be my song. So I listened to the song a thousand times between sunrise and sunset and the opposite. And it was wonderful. And I knew right away that it wasn't about interracial business, but I did love the video when she finally put it out. I think I first listened to it as a video. I think it was like on IMC Music or whatever it used to be called. Bruh. <laughs> Indiana music. music Channel. Yes, yeah. it used to be the shit. <laughs> and that's like the only time I would see it. So, I mean, we had, what year was that? 2011 2011 yeah okay i had a feeling i didn't want to say it and be wrong but thank god i was right yeah Yeah, so i would just like see it on there i didn't like really look it up but it was just such a beautiful song until i found out yesterday that it was tainted yeah so today oh yesterday's when you found out but you texted me yeah yeah so he was texting me about that and i was confused at first because i didn't recognize the lyrics um but uh, I started thinking about Alicia Keys and all that. And that's when Alicia Keys really took her big hit. Man, Mashonda basically found out Swiss, Swiss cheese. I'm Swiss <laughs> Bro, that's in my head now. Mashonda, his, his first wife um, that Swiss Beats got married to, who was a singer as well. Unfortunately, not as successful as Miss Alicia Keys had been. Um, but Mashonda found out that he was cheating on her with Alicia Keys. And then Alicia Keys was apparently on the internet talking about she was in love and she wrote an open letter to Vibe magazine, which I don't think is still operating, but is one of those big, which was one of those big hip hop magazines. So Vibe was trying to get some traction and was being messy and published Mashonda's open letter to Alicia Keys talking about how she broke up her family and she a homewrecker and she knew what she did. Ain't that fucked up? You get called a a homewrecker. 
in a fucking nationally syndicated magazine? <laughs> it's not really. It's not even on, like, she could have wrote a song about it. She could have done anything. She said, nah, I'm going to just tell everybody in print how trash you are. I mean, imagine you are got cheated on and there's a now a love song out there that you hear all the time. Yeah, I don't think that came out like that. But yes, I understand. That will get on my nerves as well. But to and then and this kind of really torpedoed um Alicia Keys's reputation for a minute. Even I was like, damn, yeah, I breaking up Swiss Cheese's marriage out of all the people she could have been breaking up, Swiss Cheese. That's who you went for, but you know, uh uh beauty is an eye beholder. I saw like little murmurings about that, but I never paid attention to it. Yeah. Alicia Keys was everything but a child of God for a while. <laughs> Eventually, everything was cool. Um, you know, people started to forgive her and then just started roasting Alicia on other things like her bad sounding uh, vocals and not as good as it used to be music and her being the no makeup lady and stuff like that. But, you know, it all worked out. You know, Alicia popped out some babies uh, with time and healing, Mashonda wrote a book uh, with uh, contributions from Swiss and uh, Alicia on co-parenting. They've done interviews together. They've sat together. So it went from Mashonda being on the attack to being a full-blown supporter. And, you know, like I said, with time heals all wounds. Love therapy. to see it. Love to see the healing. Love to see the healing. So And the shaming. Yes, and Jose is here to do the shaming if you can't do it yourself. (laughs) 1-800-SHAME THAT MOTHERFUCKER. (laughs) Call us up and Jose will personally put an APB out. I I like this. I was thinking of doing cheater episodes later towards Valentine's Day, but we can still do that since you didn't really name a lot of big ones. Oh, yeah, that's true. I was saving them because I I definitely thought about doing some other ones, but then I sent... since I thought this was like an off-the-cuff bonus episode, it shouldn't be that much in-depth, and it shouldn't be um, too many people. I thought two, 2.5 was cool. Yeah. So that's all I got for you, Cheater, Cheater, Pumpkin Eaters, you know. Cheater, you Cheater, wanna... where'd you meet her? Ooh. That's what Cheater, Cheater, how'd you treat her? Oh, and who is the her we're speaking of? I don't know. I was just going off at you. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to add? Oh no. You know, I, I'm I'm pretty I, I agree with you. I've 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 realized my double standard on how, you know, it's not our business, but um unfortunately entertainers make it our business and we can't stop clicking. So yeah, I've never done that. I've never done say someone should really lose their job or sponsors over a cheating scandal. But I also think you can have your opinions on it. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. so this was a bonus episode. We are trying to start recording bonus episodes and hopefully get a Patreon running. We're going to release this one normally, though, just so you get a sample of what they'll be like. Yeah. Then we're going to start recording some more. Keep them in the vault. Um, if you have ideas that you want to suggest, if you have things that you think that we need to touch more upon, you feel free to email us, comment uh, on any of our social medias, and, you know, we'd love to get the message. I do want to end this episode with a quote, though. 
Go for it. <clears throat> I'm Angelina. You, Jennifer. Come on, bitch. You see where Brad at. Thank you. You didn't do it. Your, you didn't do it the signature way that you usually do it. <laughs> and you know, because if Jose usually says, come on, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You usually always pronounce it that way, and that's what really sells the quote. But Bro, you know, you that is more from Nicki Minaj's "Stupid Ho," <laughs> one of my favorite songs. It's honestly very underrated for the bars. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. See you.